here we are, bottom of the Smash Mountain. I would like to thank my patrons over at patreon.com slash bsmpod for continuing to support me and what I'm doing. And in return, especially to my man, Poggy B, bringing you the most excellent guest that I can find on a fine Tuesday evening here. We have Smasher Magazine, someone who you all should know behind the genius, the genius behind these amazing remix clips, if you will, most notably, most recently with Bobby Big Balls and the Just Let Me Be Me. Yep. We have Smasher <laughs> Magazine. Hey, how you doing? Doing well. I'm sorry. I'm like looking at the back of my camera. I just see my dog cleaning himself. I was like, uh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, shout out to Poggy for uh, in- introducing both of us and uh, getting me onto the podcast. And then it's going to, I'm excited. I'm excited to be on this. Before we were getting rolling here with the official recording, we were talking a little bit. You're venturing into the podcast game yourself because over at twitch.tv slash magazine, where you can find you can find Andrew on that platform on a semi-regular basis, you yourself had done a little bit of podcasting off of that platform. Am I understanding correctly? I tried. I mean, I, I still am, but it, it, I didn't realize how hard it is. It's, it's tough. I, uh, in my head, I was like, all right, cool. He's got friends over. And you turn on the mics, <laughs> and you start talking, but it's not as easy. I I, I came up with like technical issues that I had no idea were even things, and uh, scheduling is tough. Getting people, I, even this one was kind of tough. I feel like I was like flaky as a as a guest. <laughs> not but, the uh, not the worst by any stretch. You were fine. Okay, you okay. were doing just fine. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. As long as I'm not bad as like the other smashes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Andrew, you know that it can be a challenge sometimes to yeah. wrangle people in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's causing both point of views. <clears throat> so I restrict, I have an enormous amount of respect for streamers because I think to myself, how can you go for more than an hour or two? Because I can be on for about an hour. I can be on for two hours, depending on how it's all going. Right. But then yeah. I would feel so much pressure if I were doing it for three hours, six hours, 12 hours to continually be on if, if that, and, and of course that, that makes yeah, more yeah. sense to you than it does to me. So you, you've experienced both a little bit. What would you say mm-hmm. is something that you feel like is either one thing that's in common or something different that you might like about just kind of delving into two different sort of ways to express yourself? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I feel like when I'm streaming, like I, I do long streams. I stream a lot. I stream like, eight hour sessions and, and I'll do like daily or even twice a day. Mm. And it feels like I could like freestyle most of it, you know, like, like even if it's quiet, no one's there. I could still, you know, play a game where I can even talk about, talk to myself, like how streamers do. Now if I podcast and if I didn't plan anything, the dead air kills me. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> <dang>. <laughs> I'm like, gosh, this is my job. <laughs> I should, <laughs> I should have, I should have wrote stuff down. I'm like looking at my phone, like, what I write down, I was like, all right, so uh, tell me more, you know. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's I had no idea how how tough that would be. So just to <laughs> sort of break the ice a little bit, I mean, for myself, we haven't really gotten to know each other other than being introduced yeah. between Poggy B. So I I've been doing this since the beginning of January in 2021. So 2021, I've been doing it for a year now. I have yeah. done. 130 some odd episodes at this point most of which featured a guest from the smash community i'd say a hundred of them at least i've done a few by myself or a few with my lovely wife jen oh you know what let's bunny trail yesterday was valentine's day you saved me thank you Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i was like what about monday 
and you're like, oh, that's Valentine's Day, dude. <laughs> yes, you're right. Well, Thank I was looking at my girlfriend, like, oh, what are we doing? Oh, yeah, actually. <laughs> actually, uh, yeah, that's, maybe we should do another day. It is so wonderful when you are uh, blessed to be able to have an SO, uh, uh, to be mm-hmm. able to spend Valentine's Day with. Any, it's a very strange holiday in that sense. Maybe somebody who doesn't necessarily have an SO will have that holiday come across the calendar and just be very annoyed that it's happening so i i'm not trying to dunk on all of you all who Mm -hmm. don't have an so presently but it is very nice to have a day where you you know just get to celebrate the romance a little bit so yeah uh with that that, so that would be true uh, true of you as well my my lovely wife jen shout outs to jen uh for you do you want to talk a little bit about you don't have to go super hard details (laughs) or anything uh if you guys watch my stream uh you guys know who joe is uh, that's my girlfriend. I, I, I'm pretty. It's I'm pretty obvious about it. Like, there's an emote of her. There's a command. She's the one who walks by that door, like, <laughs> like with her face, like she's walking past. <laughs> and she's in the chat. Like, it's 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 a, uh, yeah. That's she's great. I am. Uh, we've been together for like, I think six years. We've known each other since like second grade. Oh, that's <clears throat> yeah. the best. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. That's really awesome. I don't awesome. want to go too, you know, lovey, lo- <laughs> like lovey dovey, but yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome to uh, have someone who's, I mean, more than a romantic interest is also a best friend kind of a thing. Yeah. So all that to say, when, to, when it comes to scheduling with different people for myself, I've just found it the best way to do it is to just be crazy more or less. There's a certain amount of my brain that I really feel like is a little unhinged because I don't mm. know how well I could keep up with trying to talk to different people about different times and, and continually drive at it because I know that it can feel a little draining to say, so are we going to do this on this day at this time? Yeah. And they say yes, but also no. And you go, ah. It, it's hard to hear no after a while, but I think yeah. I'm just a little bit crazy it, it, because the scheduling part is very difficult. And then, and then having the energy to, to, to go through, because like you said, dead air is a little bit of a thing for podcasting, not as much as, as a scripted video. Like if summoning yeah, salt were, yeah, if summoning salt was talking about whatever for his speed run videos, if there was 30 seconds of dead air, I mean, that's, yeah, that's a big no, killer. Exactly. It'd be cut. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a, Yeah. Big kudos to you to, uh, you know, sticking with it for so long and uh, doing this, you know. The shout outs to you for continuing with the streaming game because I know that the temptation, and this has been the same for me as well when I've looked into streaming and then realizing I don't have a computer for it, is that mm-hmm. it's a lot, a lot, a lot of work. But it's also the thought of I could be talking to thousands of live viewers. I could be getting all the subs, all the attention. I could literally be like Ludwig, who went from being a person in the Smash community, yeah. which was already pretty cool, to being one of the top streamers of Twitch and now one mm-hmm. of the top streamers of YouTube. However, it's more often that you're not gathering thousands of live viewers concurrently at the same time you have homies who stream in you have a couple of moderators who are hanging out and you might have 50 solid viewers on a good day but i think that's most people's experience with twitch and Mm -hmm. then after a few years of trying to do that part-time or full-time it can be very wearing on how you conduct your life so for you you've been at this a while so how does it feel going into 2022 uh it feels good I don't know. I I, uh, I don't know how I got into it. Well, I kind of do, but like, 
in my life, I get into a lot of hobbies. Like I do the scratching videos. I, I, I DJ and stuff. I produce. I I even wanted to <laughs> I even wanted to do podcasting for a little bit. I was like, okay, Woo-hoo. I'm just trying little things. It's, it's, <laughs> things are hard for me to stick with. That's why like I don't upload that many videos. I don't do this. I don't know, like whatever things I get into, like photography and whatever. But for some reason, I li- literally can't stop doing it. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, I, uh, I look forward to like going live, even if it's like, you know, like, like this is like wins for me. Like, if I meet a new person and they seem pretty cool, that's a huge win. <clears throat> um, I don't know. It's 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 been fun. I've been uh, really enjoying it. How much do you like to delve into the personality of a streamer, though, where you're content-pilled, as they say? I listen enough mm. to the to the Yard podcast with Ludwig yeah. and the rest of the boys that there's a certain amount of behind the curtains you get to see just in terms of how they talk about doing all of this. Like, it's a job. So yeah. for, for, for yourself, do you find yourself in streamer mode when you're actually not in front of the screen, sorry, in front of the camera or, yeah, yeah. or, or do you just have an easier time keeping it separate? Um, there are times when if it, like it, it does, it does pop up like, Oh man, I can't play this. I can't do this off stream. Oh, so no. I, might as well be, I might as well be streaming. Uh, yeah, that's like a weird mentality I got into, which is why I even started streaming. It was like, I'm playing, I might as well go live. Like, I might as well play this. And that does suck, though, like, like to always have that in your head, like, oh, man, this game, like, Earthbound, would be so fun. But like, oh, I should probably do it on stream, you know? <clears throat> so I think I'm still working on that, like, separating that or, like, be- being able to balance it, I, I guess. I, I uh, yeah, I think it's that's the only thing I could say. Like uh, tip, like tiptoeing between the two. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> no, I imagine that it's a it's a struggle if you if you stream for so much of the day. I mean, even streaming for two hours in a twenty four hour period. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that adds up over time. And like you say, you can stream for six hours, eight hours, fairly easily on a daily basis. So, I imagine that it can be it can feel very weird when you're when you're off camera mm-hmm. because so much of it is you being in front of a camera but i wanted to start to switch topics into into melee into smash because i was very curious about all the streaming stuff it was a good way to get started but Mm -hmm. now i would like to hear about how you got into melee because i have a bad habit of always asking people how they get into melee i love hearing Mm -hmm. how people it doesn't even matter if i hear about the documentary for the umpteenth time Uh it's so good that i i'm like yeah of course of course i got (laughs) you in but for for you andrew how did you get into melee Mm -hmm. Uh, okay. How'd I go? Well, initially, I heard about... Well, I played as a kid. I'm pretty sure everyone says that. Like, in your story. But, I think for my 18th birthday, I was having friends coming over, and we're trying to figure out how to make this a like a, a nice party and whatnot for everyone coming through. And we're thinking, what should, what should we bring? Like, oh, my friend was like, hey, I'll bring bra. <clears throat> I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like I'll bring my his Wii and he'll bring like Smash. At the time, I didn't know the difference between like you know Melee, Brawl, or any of the Smash games. Um, and so for some reason, I looked up Brawl. I don't know why I did. So man, YouTube pulled me into PM. Ooh, nice. Yeah, so I, that that's where the you know sites leading the pipeline. <laughs> but yeah, I saw the three point oh two. 
trailer. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> why, is <this> so, <laughs> why is this so fast? <laughs> so we installed that. Uh, and then put that as like a setup for like the party. And we had like, I had friends, like everyone, when you start out, like everyone is like, oh, I could beat you. I'm the best in in the school or something. Uh, that, that essentially happened at the party. And then my close friends, we would play PM. Um, but I didn't really think much about it, like any advanced techniques or whatnot until... Man, <laughs> I got, I was in a long term relationship and I we broke up. I was like, man, hmm, what should I do? Fill my time. I found out about like competitive PM. I went on the SoCal PM page. I was and I, I think someone offered like, hey, doesn't anyone want to play today? And I was like, no, forget. It. Uh, yeah, you know, sure, I'm down. I hit up, you know, like old melee. Like, you have strangers come to your house and stuff. <clears throat> and it was after that, like. I uh, played a lot of PM, went to tournaments, heard about Melee. After hearing about, you know, the PM started waning after, uh, after like, tournaments stopped streaming in. Right. Um, I was like, oh, man, no one wants to play this anymore. <laughs> and then, uh, I, then I found Melee. And then I started going to Melee tournaments. Um, then saw the documentary. Saw Apex 2015. That was, like, the first... The first uh, main melee tournament I saw, which was cool because I watched that, and then I went to my first tournament, which was uh, this card shop in somewhere in Norwalk, I think. Saw Apex, went to that tournament that same weekend, and I just walked in and everyone's just talking about it. They're like, "Oh, did you see what happened? You see Bizarro? Did you see PP?" And uh, yeah, ever since then I've been playing melee. Uh, it's been a huge part of my life. <clears throat> so through all this time since 2015, since Apex 2015, you haven't been able to quite get pulled away by Smash 4 or Smash Ultimate. I mean, Super Smash Flash 2, Rivals of Ether. These are the others. Mm -hmm. These other platform fighting games that are, in, in in some senses, more modern. But then yeah. Melee, and I'm sure that you'll agree with this. Melee still has that timeless feel to it, where even if you play other games that are platforms, platform fighters, Melee mm -hmm. still feels better than those games. And yeah. you, you, it doesn't matter if it's still the same 26 characters, Team Mechania, Wolf kind of stuff yeah, aside. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Melee, the game itself, it hasn't really changed other than mm -hmm. the people who love it and, and push all the things that can be pushed, whether it's break the targets, world records, or if it's the Fox metagame 20XX. So for you... What keeps you around and keeps you interested in playing the game? Man, like it's, it, it, uh, it always feels fresh. I, I, the way I explain it to people on my stream, I say, um, like I, I kind of say I'm like, I'm not really a gamer, you know, like I don't really play that many games. I try, like I'll, I'll dabble in like other games, like RPGs for a little bit and kind of like fall off. And I tell them, like, Melee feels like, kind of like a religion. <laughs> it feels like something I just, you know, like, all right, guys, uh, I need to do my prayer. <laughs> and then you just play Melee, you know? Which um, is like a really freaky way to, like, <laughs> to describe Melee. Like, I, I just can't. It's just that aspect of your life that's, like, stuck, you know? <clears throat> I understand what you're saying. There are a certain amount of people who, I mean, 
if you talk to them about melee in a way that they're not vibing with, they'll they'll check you and they'll say, hey, whoa, 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 slow down there. What do you yeah. mean Kadoran is the best SoCal player? It's still Mango. You can't, you can't cross the Mango denomination, if you will. So yeah. <laughs> that's that's the whole thing, right? There's different, there's different, <laughs> gosh. No, I, I, I see, I see, I see where it's going, yeah. So for, for you, do you enjoy watching the game as well as playing it or does one appeal more to you than the other? Um, I think both, both is fair. Um, I feel like I, it goes back and forth. There was a time, there was a time when I was watching, mainly watching and wasn't playing that much. Like, uh, if you watch my, if you look at my, uh, smash G smash GG, it goes from like 2015, really active. Cause SoCal had so many tournaments. They had like, right. Power nine, TMT, SSS. Uh, mayhem or like and, and all, everything else you know so i would go to those on balcony like like those and then um big gap <laughs> like a huge gap 2015 <laughs> gap all the way to like 2019 <laughs> like during that time i was like you know playing casually with friends not casually but like, you know playing with friends no tournaments um and then i was like i was mainly watching around that that time and then streaming came in my life and I'm playing like five hours a day, just this this constant, uh, constant, constant play. And so, how does that change when quarantine first hits and COVID first hits? It's kind of like, oh gosh, delay based netcode. I can do this, mm -hmm. but I mm -hmm. mean, uh. so your reaction to Slippy must have been, oh, this is awesome. I mean, do you remember it when huge. it first dropped? Yeah, it was it was huge. Um, some I uh some close IRL friends. Convince me, I'm not sure if you play RuneScape, but there's like a mm. they convinced me to replay RuneScape again, uh, reignite an old flame, and we're all having fun, like having a great time playing an Iron Man account, playing RuneScape. A YouTube video appears <laughs> where, where it shows Leffen talking about a uh, Slippy, and I was like, oh, damn, <laughs> 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 what is this? <laughs> and they're like, oh man, Andrew's gone. <laughs> Getting him. <laughs> it was true. I literally stopped playing RuneScape, and RuneScape was, you know, back on the menu. <laughs> uh, we are benching RuneScape in favor of Slippy. Slippy is going to be our next LeBron James, and let's go. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Because yeah. I remember that video as well. They're talking, like, Leffen's talking about rollback netcode. And I'm like, what? What is rollback yeah, netcode? Like, is yeah. this really going to revolutionize things? Mm -hmm. Stop talking about making online better for Melee. So stop it. No one, yeah. no one's going to really actually get into this because Melee is such a precise game. I may not be a good player by any stretch of the imagination, but I know how yeah. precise of a game it is. And so it's so unforgiving if you have a bad connection and if you're playing with delay-based netcode, your inputs get eaten and then you want to throw your controller. And then learning about it and trying it a little bit for myself, although again, this laptop is so bad. It cannot do, <laughs> it can't even do Slippy with Crystal Melee. The point is that it feels, it feels really good. So, mm -hmm. uh, and you know, that is of course accounting for the fact that you're not playing with somebody from, from, from Sweden, from yeah. LA. Don't, don't do that. But even mm -hmm. playing just cross country, there's, that's, that's manageable. It's doable. Yeah. It's really good. Like if, uh, if someone has fiber, like California, New York, I've had it feel really smooth. Which is it's crazy because I started streaming initially and I, I feel spoiled, you know? <laughs> Even then it wasn't 
it was ter- like it wasn't terrible it wasn't the worst you know because i i hear stories about like the early like uh netplay kids you know like uh, anthers uh, ladder forest, kids forest, yeah. yeah 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 like forest and cyrox and those guys like them playing like in the original you know, uh dolphin setup where it's like <laughs> terrible I, I, don't, I don't know the story i don't know how bad it was but you know that's that's actually terrible oh yeah because they didn't have adapters and stuff so they had to use like keyboard they, like there was a lot of adaption they had to do but i started initially delay based so i would stream no one be watching the only people who ever came in were, were from like louisiana california louisiana delay we had to play on nine nine buffer <laughs> and i was like I didn't know better. I was like, oh, this, is, yeah, this works. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's cool. Woo. So I felt like spoiled because like I was cool with doing that, playing Fox in, in those conditions. And now like, you know, Slippy feels a little off. I'm like, oh, this guy's lagging. <laughs> like, oh, man. Oh, I'm quitting on this guy. Bad connection, bad connection, bad connection. Bad LOL, bad LOL, bad LOL bad GG's. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, Slippy's thing like a godsend essentially especially during quarantine yes that that is the big thing i think fizzy somehow i don't even know why he would be inspired to start working on rollback netcode about six months six months prior so he was working on it maybe when 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 covid was sort of like a whisper in in november and december but when when it dropped in that june of 2020 it was incredible and then of course it's gotten even better so i guess the last question with that is you've played melee long enough to know a lot of people like playing melee because they like the idea of being ranked even if it's just in their region or or specifically like a local (laughs) pr that sort of thing and ranked has been that that sort of like the uh, promised land for for those people, but would you would you say that ranking is something that is important for you to continue to stay interested in melee? Because I feel like the answer is no for you. No, no, not really. Uh, whenever I'm playing against good players and stuff, I kind of like in my head I'm just like, yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm goofing around, you know. Uh, I'm a streamer playing melee, entering a tournament, you know. Uh. Up, I I could keep up with good players. I I feel, because like you know, because when you stream, you're constantly being like checked. You know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. You, like a random person comes in, they're like, "Oh, want to play?" I'm like, "I can't." Oh yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> it's like some food PR, like in New Jersey or something, or SoCal, SoCal PR and stuff. You know. So like I could keep up, <clears throat> but in in my head, I'm like, eh, yeah, mainly a streamer, mainly just you know, just chatting with melee. That's how I kind of see it. Gotcha. But I saw I entered tournaments when, for the sake of entering. You know, I went to the main stage, entered, did okay. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> were you watching? Were you watching top eight afterwards, or were you pretty yeah. much done after? So I don't remember exactly what happened in bracket, other than I remember top three because losers finals. It's gonna stay in my brain for at least a little while. Kadoran versus Hungrybox. That was, I mean, that was a set. Not because it was close, but because it was it was the first time in a while where I felt like Hungrybox was sort of back. But the the whole thing of that is is that then he plays against Wizrobe, and that was not close either. Except this time, Hungrybox mm-hmm. lost. So, what do you remember from main stage for yourself in particular? I mean, you can talk about top eight, but how was that for you in general? Um, so I I, I hardly remember top eight. Um, I you know it was cool sitting in, I sat in, like sat in the seats. I was uh 
I was with friends, my girlfriend. But I, I could dive in how that even happened. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so, uh, um, Main Street was, was cool. Like, it, it was a, it was a little jarring, you know? I think this is the, like, I haven't gone to a tournament since, like, COVID. Oh, so, like, COVID started. So it was kind of jarring interacting with so many people. Right. It's different than, like, it's different than how it was before. But not by too much, you know? I'm not like, not like it's anything absurdly crazy. Kids but... these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like going going to the tournament and like seeing so many people from stream is crazy. Like it's a lot of people came up like, hey, it's me from uh, Twitch. I was like, oh, dang. Oh, I'm like, doing cool, like mental, mental leaps. I'm like, oh, dang. <laughs> like, because like a lot of people are, are wearing masks. <laughs> oh. They're wearing masks and they're telling me their username. Like, well, it's me. What color yeah. is your username? <laughs> and I was like, dang. And like I could hardly even ask. I'm like, oh, what was your name again? And then it mumbles one more time. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh cool. In my head, like, I don't, I can't, I didn't get enough information. So I'm like, <laughs> like running through my head, like, dang, who's that guy? <laughs> but um, yeah, like a lot of like socializing, a lot of people uh, from out of state who I met, um, like over Twitch, old friends from like back in the day. It was very really cool. I uh, I went there. I carpooled with Rocky. Rocky, the Falco player from NorCal. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. He stayed with me at my place, and we met for the first time. It was really cool. Um, like he's a really cool guy. But I, I felt like a big hangout. It was a... Like, I'm focusing more on, like, the social aspect. Bracket was cool. Uh, it's whatever stands out to you. That's uh-huh. what I'm yeah, more concerned no. about. I don't, if I wanted yeah, bracket, yeah, I would grill you on that. But really, <laughs> no, I, this I is your story. Bracket. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was like, I don't know, like four two or something. Like, <laughs> oh well, one, well one let's go. From, yeah, one game, one game away from like pools. I think. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, as a streamer, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with my <laughs> my result. <laughs> but no, it was pretty crazy because I'd be hanging with Rocky. And he's like, oh man, I lost. Uh, I I lost to this like. And these are like top ten players. I'm like, oh man, like you know, <laughs> like that's not even like in my <laughs> realm of ex- expectations. So like, it's it's funny seeing uh, the differences. Like, I'm not sure if you've ever seen that photo. There's like a there's people in the Olympics, like the first first place and second place and third place. They look a little sad or something. And the guy who's like tenth place is like. <laughs> like cheering and shit like it was like you know like, like deer in the air <laughs> like, oh yeah cool i got you know i did i did good <clears throat> um my i i really yeah it was really cool i was it really made me really inspired to go to uh like genesis which i rescheduled but i'm trying to go still trying to head out to san jose for mm-hmm. that mm-hmm so when I had so I had PPU on the podcast to talk about Genesis and this was after the announcement had happened. So when we're when we're talking about it being moved back and everything, there was a for him there was a certain amount of relief because he's thinking to himself, I was gonna miss out on this Genesis and it was really important to me that I went. It's just that it's more important to stay safe and to mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. prevent the spread of COVID and everything else. So uh we are all hoping and assuming that things are better than they were in January in the middle of April here for, yeah. for Genesis eight. But, but for you of the, of all the Genesis tournaments, I'm assuming this would not be your first one. You've gone to one before. This is my first one. What? Okay. Yeah. 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 
Sorry, is it wrong for me to assume that all California-based people who know what Smash is have also gone to Genesis? That feels this is feeling no, like a bad thing to assume now. No, 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 it's fair. I, I just, uh, yeah, I, I kind of just took, took uh, SoCal for granted. I was like, I oh, don't know. I mean, a lot of people are excited. Like, oh, I can see, uh, you know, Mango, and I can see like, what, like you know, like all the like a lot of good players and stuff. I took like I took SoCal for granted because like you would just see like oh it's you know SCJ like oh <laughs> yeah I was lucky it was funny, you know? like just you know just good players here <laughs> uh, yeah it was just like, SCJ <laughs> and I was like oh yeah it's just you know uh, Genesis at home you know <laughs> like, like a mini version like. uh, you know it's more comfortable you know what I I don't want to read too much into you know exactly what you're saying and how you're describing everything, but it sounds to me like main stage, you know, fun because it's big. There's a lot of people yeah. that you know who are there, especially people from your stream. That's really cool. Not helpful when they mumble. Just just a thought, just a thought. And then, yeah, yeah. and then you get through the rest of the, the rest of the event, and you get back Monday or you know Sunday night, and you're going, huh? Why am I so exhausted? Why do I hate people? Oh gosh, oh gosh. I think that maybe it's sort of the same line as me, except I would be more towards the extreme of saying, ah, oh, you know, big events. I, I don't know. I don't know. Should mm -hmm. I really go? I could just watch yeah, it from my yeah, phone yeah. or my computer. Mm -hmm. oh, I don't, I don't really know. There's just a lot of people, but if I ever force myself to just walk, like walk out of the house, go there, just, Hey, stop being, uh, stop being afraid of mm -hmm. all the people aspects of it and just have a good time. I can, I can do that. It's, it's about tricking myself into going sort of a thing. Yeah. Does that resonate at all with you? Uh, a little bit. Kind of what I was saying a second ago was like, was my older mentality, you know, uh, nowadays, like nowadays I feel pretty close, like community wise, you know, uh, back then well, I'll just separate like 2015 Andrew and. <laughs> current Andrew, you know right sure uh yeah i was like i was more like oh yeah it's cool uh like back then i was like yeah it's cool but you know but it's kind of like an investment to do it you know oh absolutely nowadays nowadays it's more like oh also it's not like like oh i have to travel i have to drive 10 hours to go out there you know but nowadays it's me nowadays the way i see it is like oh i can see the homies who uh i've met who are from hawaii Oh, the friends from like Louisiana, New York, they're all meeting up. This is like a big hub for us to all see each other. Back then it was more like I mean, my homies are here and I see them. <laughs> I've seen like, you know, the top play locally. <clears throat> but yeah, there's different different um reasons nowadays versus back then. But I love that because there's a, there's a growth progression there. And of mm -hmm. course it might not stay like that forever where everybody that, you know, also happens to enjoy smash and is willing to travel to go yeah, to tournaments. Yeah. But COVID has, has had made all of us, I mean, myself included, just remember that being in a big group of people, especially a big group of people that, you know, is not a bad thing. There's nothing to be afraid of. And in fact, it's really cool because when you're able to do that all safely, you can have, yeah. I mean, you can have and make memories that, you know, stick with you for a really, really long time. And that give you the warm fuzzies, all that fun stuff. So yeah. I would really love to go to Genesis 8 myself, but it's not in the cards. I'm hoping that I'll get to go to Pound though, which the this is crazy. It's actually the weekend after Genesis 8 pound and genesis are literally one weekend apart it's 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 the middle of april and then it's the next weekend in april is pound mm -hmm. and i'm thinking whoo i feel bad for people like ginger who are yeah. who will probably do that that is yeah. but that's crazy conceptually to me anyway 
hopefully I'll be able to go to my first major, that being Pounder, or at least Big House uh-huh. in October. So that's that's sort of my plans. So this this whole idea of 2015, Andrew, you know, the big event, sure, okay. And then uh-huh. nowadays being like, there's there's a lot of good reasons to go. This sort of also implies, and I would like to talk about this now, your love of music. You love other things besides Melee. Mm-hmm. So you are living your life. You're doing all the all these other things as well. And we we talked at the open, and there's a little bit of a mention there, scratching, all that fun stuff. Yeah, so this yeah. would be a great time to get into that. You and music have probably been together since day one. Do mm-hmm. you remember... For me, it was Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. My parents had the CD. They played it for us as as kids and i remember hearing bohemian rhapsody and actually saying to myself this is really cool and i want to memorize the lyrics to this song it was the first yeah. song that i sat down and i memorized the lyrics to it it was like i was six and <laughs> i was singing yeah. just killed a man so for, for you do you re- do you have a memory like that yeah uh, I, have, I feel like i have a lot of these kind of memories um i think i have like a core memory of seeing my uh seeing my uncle um him probably being like maybe 18 at the time i mean me being like a like a like i don't know three years old or something me and my 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 siblings seeing him dj like uh in his in his bedroom just like you know scratching um and like other memories of like um my uh older brother and older sister being really passionate about like hip-hop and uh it, it feels like <laughs> people make fun of it now they call it like backpacker stuff but like it's like when you like they would pass down information about like the artist like oh this is a like a like one of my favorite artists passed away mf doom but like if you knew about doom and you're into the culture you knew about all the stuff about him like his his whole childhood all his uh or you knew like um the inspirations groups he was a part of but i have like a lot of memories like uh just kind of just sitting there and um kind of being like schooled <laughs> as like a, as like a little kid like we're like even like not even a teenager yet like being 10 years old and just uh just talking about that stuff <clears throat> so um, then mainly hip-hop yeah. for you mf doom being one of the first rappers that you heard and and resonating with the with either lyrics music however you want to put it so yeah when you started to get when you started to get older, of course, there's a natural stage where you're sort of absorbing all of this. And then you eventually say to yourself, I want to kind of try it myself. And there's a lot of different things mm-hmm. involved with hip hop. I mean, literally rapping or making beats or, mm-hmm. or producing. It doesn't matter. There's all kinds yeah, of different yeah. things. So how do you start to express yourself in that? Um, I started my sister, like my older brother, older sister, they both DJ. Um, one of them, like, well, they're, they're both pretty active DJing, but one of them's like, hasn't been DJing as of lately. But my older sister, she's the one who initially got the equipment. She, I forgot how much older she is than us. So she had the money to buy these turntables. These, these are expensive. <laughs> so, like, me being like a teenager, there's no way to, for me to even touch these things. Oh, of course. So, yeah. So she got, she got the Techniques 1200s. And this is when, um, dvs first came out which is a which allows you to dj using a control vinyl and to use your computer to like play mp3s Mm. like go back a couple years you you literally had to use like a a cdj or the actual like vinyl to play the songs so this is like 
mind boggling to her and us. We're like, oh, what? What the? What the hell? Like <laughs> you're scratching noise, like you know, audio, random audio. Um, or like she's just you're playing like random MP3s instead of like having the the records. But secretly, when she be at work, okay, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> secretly, when she would be at work, I would turn on her laptop, you know. Take off her uh, <laughs> um, the dust cover and just start messing around. Of course, she like she would catch on. She's like, "Have you been touching myself?" I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> but then, like, eventually, there was like a system. Like, all right, if you're gonna use it, make sure you vacuum it, remove the dust, clean the needle, and then and don't mess it up. But uh, that's that's essentially how I I, I started. What um, was the first? Do you remember the first MP3 where you're, you're thinking to yourself, "Wait a minute." This doesn't have to be a song. This can be just ooh. This can be anything that I can turn to an MP3. Oh, yeah, Do you remember yeah. that? Um, are you talking like more like sampling, or you're like uh, or like scratching and stuff, or like sure, uh, however you want to put it. Because I'm oh, yeah. this, I'm all very new to this, so you might as well oh, yeah, try yeah, to educate yeah. me to the best. I mean, to whatever extent you want to, you can ex- you can dumb it down, and I would yeah. still be very lost and confused. Oh yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. Like, I, so. Uh, so when I I produce, but I don't really show that too much, like on the stream and also like on the on like the videos I make. But the, for the the DJing portion, where like I'm scratching a video, mm-hmm. that idea actually, well, all I I I've been been inspired by like decades and decades of like DJs, like DJ Shadow, Chemist, um, like Newmark and those guys. But the idea of actually scratching video. Um, comes from this DJ called Mike Realm. Um, I I still think it's a pretty slept slept on, like kind of not obscure, but like it's it's not as popular as I thought it would be. But there was like videos of this guy doing it in like 2006, and he was literally the only one doing it <laughs> for mm. the longest time. Like, uh, yeah, I'm not sure if anyone watching, if you guys if you guys are watching this, look up uh Mike Realm Office Space. It's some video from like 2006 where he's scratching the, the movie Office Space where the guy talks about his, a certain face he makes, <laughs> uh, to be you know a lot more cleaner, <laughs> what he's doing. Um, so that that, that to me it was really crazy. So that was even a thing, because like it, before it was just scratching audio and random like, instructional videos. But after seeing that, I was like, wow, he's just scratching random stuff and <laughs> just random noises, which is where I kind of translated melee in. My love for hip hop and uh like yeah, scratching. So when <clears throat> I I think of the one that's Scar and Bizarro, that's the one that I think of as being the sort of the first and the most well known example of what you put what yeah. you've put out there, but was that actually the first one you put out where it's a melee related uh, thing? No. <laughs> but that was a big one though, because it was like right when free melee happened, you know, like everyone was we're all collectively passionate about um, the takedown, but the it was all of us like even till this day. I feel like I'm still kind of goofing around. I, I kind of need to sit down and actually like grind some stuff out. The Bobby one is a more structured version of like me doing it, but uh, back then it was even more like scuffed. <laughs> like when I first started streaming, I had the idea like, whoa, maybe I could scratch videos on stream so there's like clips like if you go to my twitch account and go to my most popular clips 
it was like videos of me just like testing it out like it doesn't it doesn't even sound odd like audibly good like it doesn't even sound <laughs> musical it's just like me like rubbing the record while the video is going back and forth so there's a bunch <laughs> of videos like that um yeah that, that's that's essentially like the first ones i i did so then you stumble upon something and you go oh yeah i can work with this and you kind of mm-hmm. polish it up mm-hmm. a bit and then you put it out there and i i know yeah. what you mean by like actually sitting down and working on something because mm-hmm. I've made two video essays this year in 2022. I wanted to start to try to do that more as well as the the podcasting bit. The first video that I made was six and a half minutes long and a solid 45 seconds of that is just me thanking people for watching. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's really more of a five minute video, but then yeah. I jumped to a 21 minute video essay okay. after that. And I felt like, I wanted to be done even before I started recording the script. I, I had written the script and I said to myself, I don't know if I want to keep doing this. I have to keep mm-hmm. doing this, actually make what I'm kind of visualizing. And I, the whole time I'm just thinking, how soon can I get this done without it looking like a total disaster? I just want to be done. I know exactly how you feel. That's kind of the same mindset that goes to some of these videos I make. As long as it's more like, uh, good enough. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Get up. Like, <laughs> but like in my head i'm like all right if i actually sit down and a passion's like you know lit like lit up in my you know something like my like my actual expectations of like what it should be would be made so uh i, I just think i better at that and figure out how to like tap into that versus like because i'm like so i don't know it's, it's kind of tough like you do these things they do kind of pop off people like it but in my heart, I'm like, eh. I'm it not could really pop off more. Made, you know? <laughs> yeah, or like, I'm not proud of what I made. I'm like, eh. But people like it though, so it makes me it makes me happy. But I feel like I I should be making better stuff. <clears throat> I sort of had the paralysis by analysis, as I say to myself. Yeah. I yeah. I can see in my mind how I want it to be, and yet I either don't have the tools or the knowledge to actually make it happen. And so what I need to do, and this is the part I don't like, is just sort of stumbling through different things. Yeah. before it ends up being, oh, I learned how to do this properly. Because when I first, like I said, started out with podcasting, it was my iPhone and, and, and head plugs. <laughs> and I was using the Anchor podcast platform to record interviews when I realized after recording them that they, it actually did not sync up the two audio tracks correctly. And I had no way to control the separate audio tracks. I just had what I had. And I mm-hmm. was realizing I was slow to their to their part of the conversation and they were fast to my part of the conversation. So it sounded so weird. And I recorded two of them and I was like, I can't do this anymore. (laughs) And so I had to like find different ways to make work, which eventually lands us to here. Right. Even with doing the video stuff, I, I, every time I go through this, I'm finding a little tiny thing to do Mm -hmm. that makes it better. And then I say to myself, I can't believe I did 130 of them so bad. <laughs> like that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so probably the same way for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I think I could go for like anything, like in the in yeah, my, yeah. You know, I, I watched many of my old vods or clips, and it's not like I don't know, like camera placement, or like it just looks terrible. The audio sounds terrible. I'm pretty sure there's still a lot for me to work on now. Now that I know that. Past me, need a lot to learn on, but back then, yeah, I cringe. I like, <laughs> that's some stuff I, I put out. 
Yes, it applies to, like you said, just about everything. There's more melee to mm-hmm. be played. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, Scar. Yeah. Yes, Mango. Yeah. But there's yeah. also yeah. more more Life. technical <laughs> know-how to have, yeah. and it's a lot. And it kind of it kind of saps the creative part of the process down because if you know how to do everything, then you sort of make it more feel more mechanical, and then you're like taking away a brush and replacing it with I don't know something that just sort of auto aims for your hand as you put it on the canvas. I don't know, but I think for for myself, I try to look at I try to look at exactly what I'm doing while I'm trying to make something, especially the two video essays, because I was trying to really be cognizant of. What am I doing that I can do better next time? Because I have to get the bad take out of the way now, if you will. But Mm -hmm. all I've learned is that there's more to learn so far. That's been me. No, I I could definitely relate. I think also, I think I'm just a lazy guy. Like, I feel like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, feel that. Like, since I can't address it, I try to work around it, you know? (laughs) Like, I try making things as convenient as possible right now it's not like um when i made that video uh for bobby i had the turntable was already set up so like the passion comes in i'm like oh i could i could do it you know i could just make it happen but uh if it like if i have the like the thing is like if i have the passion for to do something because i go through different hobbies like producing or whatever if it takes me like low too much too long to set things up I'm like, I actually, I'm burning out. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, yes. Like, I don't really want to do this anymore. <laughs> because there's, there's, back, there's like, one part of it that's TV. super enjoyable. Then the rest of it is uh, uh, more work. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's where, like, I think people who could power through that and just, uh, like, even if it's not going to be a great time, you just do it. I have a lot of respect for people who could, uh, you know, pull it off. Do you know what's more appealing to me than waking up at the very last minute and getting out of bed right away? It's me waking up at least 30 minutes before I actually have to get out of bed because I couldn't be bothered to wake up, then get up. I have to wake up slowly, then 30 yeah. minutes later, get out of bed. I'll get up at 4.30. If I have to get up at 5, I'll get up at 4.30 and scroll, you know, as one yeah, does, yeah, and yeah. then I finally get going. So... What what which one sounds more appealing to you? Getting right up right up right early and then right out of bed right away, or getting up and actually kind of just like huh, easing into it? I'm not ready to get out of this warm bed yet. See that yeah, that sounds more appealing, like easing into it. Mm-hmm. But that's never the case. Oh, I want to do it and zoom. That's the way it's been with me and actually my family. That's that's. I don't know. I don't know. It's like a Filipino thing. Like we have something called Filipino time, where like if something starts at six, yeah, you, uh, you leave at six <laughs> to to go to that destination, and you're mm-hmm. late by like an hour. Yeah, I'm two minutes away. <laughs> that's that's essentially what happens. That's kind of what my life has looked like. Um, I do need to work on that, but that's a that's a whole different thing. Well, I mean, there's al- there's also like, I mean. This all this this can be applied to uh, however you, however you want to. You can either talk about it in melee or talking about it from like how you want to talk about like coming from a Filipino culture. There's yeah. like certain amount of expectations that everybody has to sort of universalize and understand how to behave in this way and how to behave in that way. Mm-hmm. But then there's also the idea of we all want to express our individuality, be able to 
uh, believe the things that we want to believe, say, spend time doing that sort of stuff. It's all, it's all very confusing at times. And so for you, you've lived long enough now. It's not just like, yeah. oh, who am I as a 13 year old? You know, you're, you're further along than that now. Yeah. What would you say? Um, I don't even know what I want to ask exactly, but I think what I want to <laughs> ask is, do you like how, do you like how you found your balance between trying to, you know, make other people happy versus making yourself happy? That's probably what it comes down to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I'm in a good place in life and uh, in balance. I feel like there's a lot of fine tuning that could happen. Um, I I I'll, I'll tell you the truth. Like I initially had the answer, and I'm trying trying to think what the like the main question is. Like, like I'm gonna take it more of in a life route, a life balance route. Sure. Um. Yeah, I, I feel like there's a lot. There's like there's fine tuning that could happen. Um, just for clar clar uh, clarity sake. Um, when I first started streaming, initially I got into it. Because I was working from home, not actually not not because of COVID. I've actually been streaming for maybe two and a half years now, uh, or maybe I can't tell anymore. <laughs> maybe three. Um, I work from home uh, as a system engineer, and I'd balance working from home. When work when work was slow, I'd stream, and I was trying to balance living in a new like in a. I just moved out to this house, and balance live like being in living with my girlfriend. And it just never, it didn't feel balanced. I think, and then I just over time, like worked on like relationship stuff and stream stuff and work stuff. And I'd say right now I'm in a good place, <laughs> but my contract just ended for work. So I need, oh. you know, I need balance. I need, I need balance that. That's why people are wondering why I've been streaming for like, you know, 12 hours. Or <laughs> 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 so, like, so I'll, I'll, my relationship's good. Balance there. <laughs> Stream balance is good. I'll work on the job thing like in a couple, I don't know, in a month or two. <clears throat> but yeah, that's, that's somewhat answers something. So right before, uh, no, in 2019, so this is before COVID, I went from one job where I'd been working for five-ish years to mm -hmm. a new job because it was it was time, as they say. And I thought this is going to be the right thing for me. It was to be a a, a pre-owned, a used car salesperson. I was like, I can yeah. do sales. And a month and a half later, I was informed, no, you cannot, in fact, do sales. So, so long. And that was yeah. uh that was a uh, that was a weird really really weird feeling because I hadn't up to that point I mean when I started working at age 13 part time for the record yeah. that yeah. I sort of had a certain amount of my identity tied into my work and I realized okay so maybe I shouldn't do that so much because I feel pretty pretty bad about this but when I found when I found the next job about a month later I had to get used to all of those things. Like you said, I have to get used to the new job. I get to get used to that. And then I have to get used to how that affects the family dynamic between my yeah. wife and my kids. And I have to get used to then doing everything else. Okay. We're good. And then what it's been recently is the busy season and the slower season. I can get used to the slow season easily because it's great. I come home earlier and I leave uh -huh. later to work and that's awesome. And the pay doesn't is not as fun, but that yeah. I don't. I've come to care less about that, is what I'm saying. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. 
so it's cool to work more kind of but i don't like being away from home as uh more so for you yeah good luck on the job search stuff because yeah yeah initially i'm sure you want to say to to people in order to get hired yeah i'll do what you need me to do but mm -hmm. also it would be nice to not like sell my soul just to get a job yeah, and exactly. crying out loud this is exactly it this is uh this is where it gets tough you know um it's it's where we're coming back to balance you know it's like it's like you want to balance uh i guess pay for depending on what kind of lifestyle you want sure balance your time for family and balance the time for like passion you know before i got like i was really 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 passionate about streaming i felt like that wasn't even an aspect anymore it was like balance work like the uh, balance my job and then uh family and well my family in general and girlfriend and now it's like there's a whole another aspect of like finding you happiness i guess <clears throat> which is right. what i never thought I'd, I'd be dealing with currently yeah yeah so like i said good luck and so <laughs> It's a whole thing. It is a whole thing. Mm -hmm. yeah, and I, yeah. I think a lot of people, they just, even if they have to hear it only one time that somebody else is, is having a hard time finding a job in the field that allows them to be able to do everything else, then they realize, oh, well, maybe, okay. If, I mean, if they, if they're, if they're going through it, but sticking to it and trying to make it work that I can, I can get the strength that I need to, to, to find within myself to uh, carry on yeah. as well. So here's hoping that that does that for somebody. Yeah. And so once you, once you're able to get settled into that and everything else, does streaming continue to be what you would say is a, is a long-term goal? Or do you think in a couple of years, regardless of what your next, uh, your, your next yeah. uh, primary income position would be mm -hmm. being a, a long-term thing? Or do you think i I can't do this forever? Um, I, my, a lot of my life is just play by ear. Like yes. I, I literally, I do play by ear a lot. So hopefully I'm still passionate about streaming like years, years come by, you know? Um, but I did find out a lot about myself with this last job, the last job I worked and streaming. Like I suddenly value a lot of things now. Like I value the time I could have spending with family, like, and like stress levels, like being able to see my family and not even like have something in the back burner and like bothering me. Is 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 a huge thing now to me. I didn't realize this was a thing I needed. I needed in my life, um, or like, I don't know. Like I, it's, it feels like it's like asking a lot, you know. Like oh, a job with good pay, uh, you know, not too stressful. <laughs> uh, the time to spend with family, it's time to do this and that. It sounds like some miracle job, <laughs> like uh, you know. I know it's, it's, I'll find it. <laughs> I'll play by ear and I'll, I'll get it down. Yeah. You'll, hopefully you'll be able to make it work. I'm just now thinking, I'm thinking of the dream scenario you're talking about. Andrew, mm -hmm. everything looks great. Now we have slow periods. We're gonna just assume that you're going to do whatever you want to do, but still pay you. I mean, if you stream or whatever, no problems. That sound good to you. You go, yes, that is yeah. exactly <laughs> what I was expecting to hear at a job interview. <laughs> because uh my the job before this job i i was in was opposite of what i just said 
I I worked as a, a managed service provider IT job as a as a network engineer. And I'd work my it was it was crazy. Like it was a crazy schedule. Like nine hour days and ten hour days doing IT. Which is not that bad. But if you hear the next part is I was on call. Oh two no. three weeks, two weeks, maybe three weeks sometimes out of the month. So you never actually feel off work. So like right. something calls at 4 a.m., I potentially might have to drive out. 3 a.m., 2 a.m. doing this. And I was like, dang, I never feel, I feel tired constantly. Like I went to a party, like I, had, I was invited to like a party on a weekend. I was like, hey guys, I'm coming over. Let me pick up my friends. Let's go. I'm in the middle of driving to the thing. I get a call, meeting, like there's a fire, not a fire, but like, you know, emergency. I have to drive at like, midnight <laughs> to like some different spot like out of the way and i stayed there until like 6 a.m i had to get buy an uber for my girlfriend and friends and i was like oh wow like thinking back to those times like that's literally opposite of like my dream like we're like you know like dream position or dream job that i'm working towards if you're going to be on call for somebody you're going to be on call for smasher magazine and nobody <laughs> else baby <laughs> <laughs> so here's hoping mm -hmm. all right so it doesn't seem like full-time streaming where you're able to make the income that you need to is going to be the move hopefully it's a it's a blend of both but yeah but then to to get into wrapping up let's see we talked a little bit about mainly in terms of like how you got into it, the present and sort of how you view it in in the future and uh it's streaming as well and so mm -hmm. i want to get to a patreon question this is from drew who wants to know what your favorite all-time album is that is hard uh, to ask by the way but i like this because you could you could name something exactly because you have it locked and loaded and ready to go, but you can also just use this time to talk about what you've been listening to recently that is a new favorite or to talk about something that was a favorite for a long time before finally getting supplanted yeah. by the next big thing. Um, I, I got an answer. I got, I got one. Uh, DJ Shadows Introducing. Um, that album is, is really important to... Uh, DJs and producers, or like I guess in history of produce, like produ for producing and DJing, it was like one of the main albums that inspired a lot of like producers to make albums that weren't for like a rapper to like rap on. Rap on. It was just a, a full on album, all production, and uh, like having all features of hip hop, um, but like showing that a producer could stand on stand on their own. So I guess that album would probably be. My favorite album. <laughs> it's something that I'll have to check out for myself. Yeah. I, I don't have a favorite all-time album. Sorry, Drew. Because I don't actually make it through albums a whole lot. I tend to be a basic boy, and I'll pick songs that I like from albums, <laughs> put them on a playlist, and then I have the best of everything. Best of yeah. albums? You can't name those as a favorite album, even though I'm tempted mm -hmm. to. Just Yeah, like compilations. <laughs> keep my mouth shut. <laughs> so Very fair. So there's so there's like you know a difference of philosophy like how how I how I consume musical uh, songs whatever and then uh, how you do with, with people who like listening to albums I feel like they sort of have this unspoken thing to other people who like listening to albums I've picked up on this is this a real thing um I feel like it is 
I, I'm just saying this because like I feel like a hypocrite now. Because back in the day, I would go through the whole album. I would do research on each artist, you know, and everyone who's like worked on it. Right, all the credits. On each yeah, check yeah, out all the, the names. credits and everything. I even dig like, oh, that producer did this. I'm gonna check this. Spotify has made it too easy. Like streaming made it so easy to like do exactly what you're talking about, where you just click a track, like, oh, this is cool. Next track, let the algorithm <laughs> like lead you to the next thing, you know. <laughs> so I think it's be it's become a bad habit of not doing like listening to the whole album and hearing everything out. Because a lot of times, like you'll realize, like you'll listen to the album, no, oh, you'll listen to like the Spotify top songs, you know. Like you, you're you're looking to an artist, like you like it, oh, you want to hear. Someone recommended. You click their top tracks, like I don't like this, I don't like this, I don't like this. In reality, there probably is a more suited track for you on the album that you probably missed out on, but you 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 relied on like the numbers slash algorithm to like tell you what what you think they you might like, you know. <clears throat> Because that is the big challenge. You can just let it play, or you could do more of the of the, uh, the work, if you will. And by that, I mean yeah. make a couple of extra taps. It is <laughs> yes. right, like you said. It is. It's not that hard, but yet at the same time, you can either press play or tap a few oh. more times and you go. Well, I mean, I don't have all three seconds, so I just, yeah, just yeah, press definitely. play. <laughs> and then you just go on Twitter and just scroll. Yes. <laughs> Uh, it's dangerous out here in the yeah. content verse you just press play it for is. everything just let it come to oh, you oh. Mm -hmm. I feel that there is, there is so much so if people want to find more of you while, especially while you're streaming a lot and to plug yourself in general please by all means tell the people where they can find more of Smasher Magazine um, I stream essentially it feels like every day um, twitch.tv uh, Smasher Magazine I'm so I'm so bad at like uploading stuff, but I want I I have in the past and I do have some stuff, but uh, I am I have a lot of stuff on YouTube where my scratching videos are. Um, and if you have any like if anyone has any requests or if you even have a request, Jesse, Ooh. for any scratching videos or any moments, I I would more than happy. That's actually what kind of like slows me down a little bit. I'm like, hmm, what should I do? What should be the next one? <laughs> um, so I have stuff on YouTube. And uh, a lot, like a lot of sharing of the music, the stuff I do, happens on Twitter. So, Twitter, Smash Magazine, and yeah. I think that's that's all the socials you can pretty much find me on, <clears throat> until I do something else like TikTok or something. Oh yeah, because you've been doing a little bit of TikTok very, 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 very recently. I think maybe even like today or yesterday. Yeah, I, I, I was looking at it on stream. I I asked everyone on Twitter because I wanted to use it. I asked them all like. Cause I go on and I feel like such a like a boomer. I, I go on it and I'm like, what is this? Like, <laughs> this looks good. Like, I'm uh, so I was like, at least I could treat it like kind of like Instagram, where it's friends that I know and seeing what they're posting, and I'd be more than happy to see that. But for the case right now, my for you page is just like stuff I don't want to see. <laughs> essentially, like for, for uh, you know better use of words. <clears throat> so. Whether it's TikTok or more specifically Twitch.tv slash Smasher Magazine and the same on Twitter, I think what what I'm hearing is, and this is really cool, you sort of like the idea of continue to foster the community of people who, who would you say is your audience. And you like hearing from people who say, you know, it'd be really cool if you did this because 
this is not common for everybody. I think there's a certain group of people who do the whole content stuff and they're like, that's oh, okay on the suggestions thing. Like, you yeah, know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm good. But it sounds like you're sort of, you take that collaboration mm-hmm. spirit and you sort of apply that to people who take the time to see what you're doing. And yeah. I think that's really cool. So that's awesome, Andrew. Thank you no, so much think- for joining me on Bottom of Smash Mountain. Yeah. Thanks, Jesse. Thanks for having me on.